Welcome back to the Resiliency Ninja podcast. I'm your host, Allison Graham, and this is another episode of Facha Fridays. Today, we are going to talk about the continuum of challenges. Now, this is one of three signature concepts that I share with my audiences when I am hired to go in and speak on resilience in the workplace. I have three key three key keynotes, that's tough to say. Uh, one is maximizing your everyday resilience. The next is leading a resilient culture. And the third is embrace your inner resiliency ninja. This topic that I'm sharing with you, the continuum of challenges has been described as game changing for my clients. And when I am done a session, what happens is people will come up to me, they will send me emails afterwards, and they will tell me how this gave them aha, an aha moment. And one of the biggest reasons that people get the aha moment is they re realize that a lot of the stress that they're feeling in their day-to-day -day and how they're approaching their life is actually well within their control to change. And they can have obstacles, face challenges, have too much on their plate, and still be highly joyful, optimistic, and come from a very productive place, achieve a lot of results. So my goal is to give you tools so that your challenges and the obstacles you face do not get in the way of you becoming joyful and being highly productive and successful at the same time. So let's talk about what this means, the continuum of challenges. And actually, I think it's best to first share with you how this concept came to be. Now, when I started talking about resilience, I went back and uh, be, the night before my very first keynote, I thought, you know, what was it like back then in my decade of hell, which is what my concepts are based on and the research I did during my difficult struggle. I tried to bring a whole bunch of different concepts together to make it really easy for you if you're going through a difficult time or want to master your resilience. And I went back and I thought about all the things I'd gone through, the people who had passed away, uh, the surgeries I had, a move, uh, you know, some financial struggles at the time. Like there were just a whole bunch of different things. And I went online and I did what they call a stress test. Now, if you've ever done one of these, you'll know that there are various challenges in your life that you may face. And each is assigned by, you know, some magical wizard in the background, a numerical value of how stressful that issue is in your life. And so I, you know, added up my score, thinking back to that worst time. And my score was 734. And you think, well, Allison, what does that mean? Well, the legend said... If you have a score over 330, seek professional help immediately. So it was not an easy time. And it was a time when I was growing my business. I was working with some major, you know, international banks and, uh, you know, accounting firms and, and incredible clients. And all the while I was going through all of those challenges in the background, just like you may be having a difficult time in your life, or maybe you just have one or two things that you're dealing with. Doesn't matter. Not about comparison. Here's the point. By 
assigning a stress value, the assumption is that all of those things that happened are actually stress. And I don't believe they are. I think that if we look at stress a little differently than what we traditionally have looked at it as, and we think, okay, there's stress, but then there's, which is very much an emotional reaction to a whole bunch of crap that's going on. Then there are obstacles, which if you know me, you know, is uh, like, they're my playground and I want them to be for you too. And then there's adversity. And adversity is a catastrophic external force that will forever change the way you know your life to be. Now, do you see how the difference is? So let's go through this. So stress, in my opinion, is an emotional reaction. It is an ex caused by an expectation to do too much with too little time with too few resources. It's often driven because we don't know how to say no. We're doing things that are not our priority tasks and we're trying to cram too much in. Too little time, too few resources, and it's mainly about our attitude. That you can put somebody who is in an exact same situation with somebody else and one person will get very stressed. And uh, if you saw, heard last week's podcast around the resilience set point, this would be somebody who's very reactive. So, oh my gosh, everything's always going on. Uh, everything's always going wrong. And like, it's just, you know that they're so busy. Those are the people who are like, I'm so busy. Yeah, we're all busy. It's not a differentiating factor. <laughs> if you have not read my article that says, stop telling people you're busy because it's hurting your personal brand and killing your client relationships, I'm really going to encourage you to do that uh, next time you're online and available to read an article. I'll be sure to put the post uh, link in the show notes for this, for this podcast. So stress, the interesting thing about it is that with a shift in attitude, with the right resilience skills, without, uh, you know, when we eliminate things like unnecessary worry and, you know, catastrophizing the problems you're having, we can actually, for the most part, eliminate stress. Now, you're going to get busy. You're going to have those times when you're like buzzy and feeling a little bit like overwhelmed, but with the right tools, you can quickly reset from that place, come back, get back in control, adapt to the situation, take the right steps in action, and continue on your path. Stress, we can deal with stress. Now, obstacles are a little bit different. Obstacles are things that get placed in our way, and if we don't deal with them, eventually they will, they will impact our long-term success. We will uh, get blocked by them. But they can be internally driven or they can be, come from an external source. But the beauty is, is that you are in control. You can look at an obstacle very objectively. You can get creative. You can find a way around it, over it, through it, blow it up, get it out of your way, whatever. The obstacles, that's why I say they're your playground. Because when we get into a really resilient mindset, or as I call it, the resiliency ninja mindset, then we look at obstacles not from an emotional place, but from a place of control and excitement and, and uh, creative where we can look at it and say, what are my options here? How can I get around this and be less reactive to them? 
Now, adversity is very different. Adversity is a catastrophic external force that will forever change the way you see your life. For example, somebody you love dies. You are in a marriage and you go through a divorce. You, uh, you know, maybe you go bankrupt. You lose a job that you loved. Uh, all of that, although sometimes that's just an obstacle, by the way, losing your job, but some people that's catastrophic and they've got to figure out how to create a new path. So actually, it might be easier if I illustrate this and if you could walk with me along a path. Let's imagine you are, you know, it's a crisp fall morning. You'd like to go out. You've set a goal to go five kilometers out into the woods and come back. And stress would be, there's a path. And beside you is somebody who is just walking down the path. They're just walking. It's like there's a path and they're just walking, calm, cool, collected, normal. And uh, they go out and they walk. Now, somebody who's stressed out it doesn't go and just walk down the path. They go, oh my God, look at the path. There's a path. I'm walking down the path. It's like, oh my God. It's like this, this hyper level of unnecessary drama. And it's like, look at me, I'm walking down a path, I'm walking and I got like, uh, I got lots to do, you know, <laughs> I'm making fun, but you know, that's stress. Think about that in your life. You know, we glorify stress, it's being busy when really we could just be walking down the path. Now let's look at an obstacle. We are going down the path and all of a sudden there is a tree or a big log that has fallen in the path. Now the path still exists, right? Yeah, just because you've come along this log, you don't go, oh, that's it. Going back. You don't sit on the log and go, oh, if only I could get to the other side. No, you look at the log and you go, you know what? It's probably big enough that I can walk around it or I should maybe step up on it and jump over. Or uh, maybe if you want to like save the log from other people, you might pick it up and move it out of the way if you're extra strong. There's so many things you can do with that, that log in the path. But the key here is that once you've passed the log, it's up to you as a resiliency ninja to accept that the log was there and forget the log was there because you've already dealt with the damn log. So people get all stressed out because they're like, oh my God, you know, I had to pass a log back there. And like, did you see that log? The nerve of that log to go in my path. <sighs> so stressful. Doesn't need to be. We just walk, the path still exists, we get forward and we keep going. Now adversity very different. You're walking along this path. You know, you've gotten pretty good at jumping over the logs. You're calm, cool, collected. Maybe you have a little stress out here and there. But all of a sudden, there's an earthquake. And that earthquake now creates a sinkhole right in front of you. And the path no longer exists. So despite the fact that you want to keep going on that path, the fact that your vision for your life was to get to the end of that path, the problem is the path no longer exists. Now for me, 
what I had a really tough time accepting was that that path no longer existed. So for me, it was the surgeries that I had, uh, the one that went wrong and caused uh, very, you know, permanent neuropathic damage and, and still to this day causes me pain, even though I, I now try to look at my pain as an obstacle that I'm dealing with and I have to deal with it on a daily basis. But I do a very good job of that now because I've gotten my head right and I'm not stressed out about it and I don't catastrophize it and all of that. But sometimes we wish for the path to come back. For example, when my dad died, I was so consumed with grief and I didn't know how to deal with death when, when he passed away at the beginning of my decade of hell. And then I ended up having to get you know, more used to it, if you can even say that. I don't think that's the right way. When I had a whole bunch of people in my uh, family and friends who passed away very suddenly, but in a short period of time. But the thing is, when we wish for them to come back, when we are pretending like that path was the only path, for example, if you lost your job and you only ever wanted to work at that company in that role and that was your livelihood and you had no intention of going anywhere else, that is, you know, when we're wishing for the path to come up, well, think about a sinkhole. A sinkhole never, it doesn't come back up. It, it doesn't rise from the ashes and then create a new path. No, you have to build a bridge. You have to find a new path. Maybe you'll have to turn the other way. But the thing is, is that you can still go somewhere. You just have to figure out how do you support your healing to get there? And how do you have acceptance that the sinkhole is there, the path is no longer exists, and we need to find a new way? Now, here's the interesting thing about the continuum of challenges. We, as a society, put all of our effort, in many ways, into stress. So we exaggerate it. We wear it as a badge of honor. Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Well, that's not a, one of the reasons I want you to stop telling people you're busy is because it can have such a detrimental impact on your capacity to cope with life's challenges. So for example, you put all your effort into the stress and this is unnecessary stress. So you are, you know, you've got your internal messenger of bullshit that is creating story after story uh, that is exaggerating the little problems that you have. You're worrying. Worrying is a down payment on a problem that you may never have. It's up to you to stop worrying. Where do you focus your thoughts? All of that. So that stress is where we put most of our day-to-day -day resilience energy. Then what happens when an adversity happens? We have a finite amount of coping capacity. And so when we are constantly putting out fires that are driven and exaggerated by our, you know, our mental lack of mental strength, our Physically, we're not taking good self-care of ourselves. We're not doing the right things. Um, and your uh, heart strength. So emotionally, you're just ignoring the, what's happening, all of that. When we're constantly in the state of dealing with that, those day-to-day -day stresses and thinking they're a big deal and allotting too much coping capacity, 
what happens is when the big issue happens, we don't have the capacity to heal quickly enough. We break down, we shut down, we you know, burn out, whatever the case may be, because too much stress ultimately was going to lead to a burnout. It's going to lead to mistakes. It's going to lead to you not reaching your capacity. Perhaps you end up having a fear that you can't take on any more work. You can't grow your business. You don't want a bigger job because you can't even say, keep your head above water and have a happy, joyful, driven life with everything you have at this moment. And so what I want to see you do is actually shift your coping by eliminating and lowering your level of stress, which is totally within your control, putting more of your day-to-day -day effort into objectively looking at your obstacles and dealing with them, getting them out of the way, and then letting them stay behind you so that when there's a true adversity that comes into your life, you have capacity to deal with that. Now, this coping capacity actually works at the individual level, of course, first. That's what we need to deal with. But it also, if you look at your organization as a whole, the company as a whole, or even just your department, if you have a very highly stressed culture and you don't have a very good system for objectively looking at your obstacles, and a way to support big decisions or big, huge changes uh, that would be considered perhaps adversity, which I know a lot of companies have gone through huge changes. Say you go through a merger and you, know, you lose part of your identity, you lose part of your team or your coworkers are not there. That's an adversity. But because we're so caught up in all this stress that is within our control, even as a, a unit, like as a, a group of people, we don't have the capacity to, uh, to deal appropriately with the, the, uh, the big stuff, the adversity. So I want to offer you three key questions. So first thing I'm actually going to ask you to do is to sit down and write all of the challenges that are quote unquote stressing you out. What is stressing you out? What are you facing right now? What's holding you back? Then I want you to go through and classify those. Is it a stress? Is it an obstacle? Or is it an adversity? Then we can look at it objectively and say, okay, if it's a stress, here's the question. What aspects of my perspective, attitude, or expectations need to shift in order to make this, whatever this is, less stressful and less consuming and taking so much capacity. So the simple question is, what aspects of my perspective, attitude, or expectations need to shift? That's the first one. Then we want to look at the obstacles. Now the obstacles, sometimes when you look at those, we need other people to help us find ways around them. I was uh, working with someone who uh, had heard the podcast and reached out to me and she had a lot of things on her plate and chronic pain. So sometimes I work with high achieving professionals who have chronic pain. I love helping them find strategies and tools to be able to uh, still function and deliver at a high capacity without, uh, you know, without the burnout, without the drama, all of that. So 
sometimes you need help, like calling someone like me or even within your team, having people look at these obstacles, remove the emotion, remove the story, look at them for what they are, and then ask this, what can I do to get around this, over it, or to move it out of the way? And then let it go. Those are our obstacles. On the adversity side, when you have an adversity, the only thing that matters is your healing. And so the question I'm going to ask you to ask yourself when it, with regard to the adversities is how can I best serve my healing today? What can I do that will make me feel more empowered and stronger in my, you know, your whole being? in the face of adversity so that you can heal and work towards identifying and creating and expanding a dream that will take you down another path and keep your joy at the same time. Because that grief piece can take a lot of perspective and a long time we have to go through grief. That's a whole other issue. But how do you support your healing? Because my fear for a lot of people is that they go through an adversity and they're so caught up in being so stressed out that they completely ignore their need to heal from that adversity so they don't take care of themselves. They don't make time to be quiet or to uh, focus and get the right things done so that they have more resources available to them, uh, harder to reach out for help. All of that is part of the resilience. So this concept, the continuum of challenges, is something that I created because I know that when I was looking at just all of my issues together, it was just stressing me out. And it made me feel very overwhelmed. And instead, when you look at it from this perspective, when you say, you know what, that's just a stress. So what am I doing to cause that stress? How can I shift my perspective or be stronger? Because stress will create obstacles. Like, actually, in fairness, I would say this. Stress is simply you not dealing well with the obstacles in front of you. Now, if we remove the stress and we just look at the obstacles, that's where you're in charge. That's where you have control. And those obstacles in the middle, you, you can find creative solutions around those. Totally can. And then the adversity, of course, is where uh, you need to be able to focus your healing and shift that coping capacity so that you have the bandwidth and the threshold to actually be resilient. So there you go, the continuum of challenges. Let me know what you notice on your list. Is it primarily stress? Is it primarily obstacles? Or are you going through a time when there is a lot of adversity in front of you? And if it is, I'm sending you a great juju and vibe for healing and serving yourself in exactly what you need to get through that and to find find another path. But the other stuff, you know what? We can fix it. Let's get to it. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, love doing this. Thank you for all the listeners, for people who are sharing. Uh, thank you also, by the way, for all the referrals that are coming in for conference speaking, because my main revenue source, people say, how do you make money? <laughs> well, the truth is I make money in two ways. I coach slash consult. I'm more of a consultant than a coach. And I go and I speak for companies. I go to conferences and I get hired to speak to audiences about resilience and about top line revenue growth. 
So those are my two key areas. I want to thank everyone who sent me a referral and encourage those who have not. If ever you have that opportunity where somebody's planning a conference, please consider me and putting my name forward. So thank you very much. Have an amazing day. Until next time, please do not let those obstacles get in your way of creating a joyful and extra productive life. Fa-cha. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.